What's up, everybody? This is Drew here. <laughs> I want to welcome you to a new episode of Phoenix Down. This is episode 16.2. We are finishing up our playthrough of Alpha Protocol, the Obsidian RPG spy game. And tonight I have with me Matt. Hello. And special guest Jay. Hello. And so, we finished it. Yes. Completed it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, before before we even get into anything, how did everybody feel? I know, Jay, you played it a couple of times. Mm-hmm. How did everybody feel whenever you first started this game? Matt, how did you feel? I This is something I wanted to say the first week when we had started playing it, but... Graphing my emotion with this game is a V. Basically, okay. when you first told me about it, I was sold immediately. You know, espionage, Mass Effect. G- Mass Effect with James Bond. I'm in. That sounds awesome. But then, as, after you played it and were very down on the game and all the reviews I read, I honestly thought I would never play it for a long time. I... I, I didn't know what would ever cause me to actually sit down and play this game. Uh, so right about the time we started playing it was probably the least that interest that I ever had in the game. Because I hadn't thought about it in years. And the only thing I knew about it was basically that everybody who played it hated it. Even the people who desperately wanted to love it initially. Right. But then as we've played it, you know, the more I play the more I would just, I want to immediately start it again to see what I can do differently. Because right. I think it's been a very interesting game. And despite the, the faults that it does have, it's ambitious. And I would weigh that more heavily than the technical shortcomings that it has. So I'm high on the game now. And I was high on the game when I first heard of it. But then there was that, <laughs> there was that interim period where I had no interest whatsoever in it. <laughs> And Jay, I know you said you picked it up when it came out, right? Um, yeah, around around the time of the release, I, you know, the, I, like I said before, the first impressions were just rather awful. Yeah. Because we were, like I said, I think I played Mass Effect 2 only maybe a month or a couple of weeks before this. So going from that polished gameplay and the visual fidelity of that particular game uh, to Alpha Protocol was just, just almost just a shocking to me yeah yeah but in like um like matt just said after you play for a bit you start to see it's like it's kind of like a seeing like the tip of the iceberg of what it tries to do what it wants to be and then once you kind of delve into the experience and you kind of understand why the system is set up in such a way then you kind of can overcome that gameplay and technical kind of like uh, the unpolished aspect of it, and then delve into the real meat, which is the dialogue, the choices that you make, and all the little consequences that come along the way, which I think to this date, no other game has done it this well, which is saying a lot. Yeah, this is very true. I feel the same way. You know, when I first sat down and played this game the first time back in 2010, I was like, I'm not liking this at all. I never started back up, and then we started playing it again, and of course I was kind of dreading it because I knew how how broken this game was to begin with. Um, but it's one of those games, and I, I described it like whenever me and Matt were playing Resident Evil 6. Resident Evil 6 is a little bit of a broken game too, but you kind of condition yourself to deal with the jank. 
and it's just I mean that's that's how it was. I mean to at the toward the end of this game, like like what I played to today, you know, kind of deal. Uh, it was like it was second nature to me. And don't yeah. get me wrong, there were some fucking annoying parts which we will get into. <laughs> um, but I mean, it's the, I'm thoroughly surprised at how much I actually like this game. Yeah, me too. So, last we left off, uh, Michael Thornton, Agent Michael Thornton, uh, finished up everything he needed to do in Rome. Um, We stopped, all of us stopped the bomb from going off in the museum. Unfortunately, that cost the uh, St. James, uh, Mass in St. James, her life. Um, And, uh, oh man, Marburg ran off. Uh, so now we're traveling to Taipei uh, to um, check on an assassination attempt. There's a rumored assassination attempt uh, going through the spy rumor circuit uh, that um, somebody was going to try and kill the new the newly elected president is, is I mean he was the president of of the whole uh, country, right? Or, or no? Well, it's Taiwan, right? Yeah. 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 So okay, all right. So, uh, so Michael decides he needs to go over there and check that out because basically, where there's smoke, there's fire. Um, this this could start a war, and he believes that how I keep want to say how tech is how back yeah how back. Um, how back is obviously going to be sub- trying to supply this war if it ever does happen. So, what was the first thing everybody did when they got to Taipei? Stephen Heck, right? Stephen Heck. Yep. Yeah, that's the first guy I talked to. Anything that said contact, I always did first. <laughs> yeah. Because you know, I wanna, I, w- I wanna lay my network of people before I start doing things. Right. I want all the help I can get. And so we meet Stephen Heck, voiced by none other than Nolan North. <laughs> and Stephen Heck plays this almost. He, he's insane. Yeah. yeah. Maniacal. Maniacal um, conspiracy theorist. Uh, secret agent. Does he still work for the CIA? No. No. He, he's kind of rogue like Thornton uh, is, but in a different way. Right. <laughs> and so he's set up base in Taipei. And um, he's just wrecking his own havoc now. And uh, it, it's well known that he knows the the going ons of the underworld of Taipei. So Thornton goes to see him, and he is basically uh, pouring a laundry detergent down somebody's throat yeah. when this is going on. Um, and Stephen likes the, I guess the suave action, but it's kind of like the joking action. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I got him on his good side. In fact, at the at the end of this game, I had him as a friend, friendship. Oh no, yeah. he didn't. He did not like me. Oh, yeah. I think he may be the only person in the game where I reacted to him, and I'm like, you know what, I I don't like this guy, and I, I got enough friends that I at least hope will be rational enough to see that we can have a mutually beneficial agreement. And this guy, I just thought would kill me in a heartbeat 
So I, I didn't didn't really get on his good side. Okay. I think I mocked him a little bit, and I played it straight the rest of the time. Uh, yeah, well, um, I had him as a friend because I can't say no to no one north, even if he is a jackass. <laughs> He's got his uh, Deadpool persona going in this game. Yeah, uh, his totally. His voice and everything, yeah, it's very much similar. But um, we set up a uh, kind of like an agreement with each other that he said he would help us out. Uh, we got some missions going on. He, I think there was a couple of things where we could kind of lie or kind of like um, be dismissive whenever he asked questions about what's going on. Uh, and I, I wouldn't let him in on it. Uh, I will later on. But, um, but yeah, we go and talk to him. Uh, we get him uh, situated. And then we go back to... Um, uh, there's another contact. Help me out. Hong Shi. Hong Shi. Uh, he is a crime mob boss. Um, voiced by that guy who's been in a lot of movies, but I can't remember who he is. In fact, I can probably name... Fuck. All right, I got to look him up now because I, I need to know. Uh, but he's it's, a, it's, a, it's he's an actual actor. He was a, he was kind of big. I, th- I want to say he was even in Big Trouble, Little China, or something like that. Hmm. Um, let me look him up here. Uh, let's see here. I know for a fact he was in this. I do love BTLC. BTLC. Big Trouble in Little China. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, James Hong is his name. Um, and I'm pretty sure he was in Big Trouble Little China. Yeah, I think you're right. He was also the guy from, um, was that the ping pong movie? Yes, uh, uh, Balls of Steel. Was it Balls of Fury, Balls of Steel, something like that? Balls of Fury, Balls of Steel, something like that. But yeah, that's him right there. He's he's, he's in the new R.I.P.D. Oh, yes, Uh, yes, you're right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that guy. Uh, but he has done a good amount of voice acting as well. Dude, that guy was born in 1929. Holy shit. Wow. That dude is fucking old. What? And he's still acting to this day. Yeah, he was in R.I.P.D. that came out this year. Yeah, go him, man. Go him. <laughs> and he's going to be in Kung Fu Panda 3 in 2015. Fuck. <laughs> if he makes it that long. <laughs> if he makes it. <laughs> so, yeah, um, but he's the he plays the mob boss of the not triads. I don't, basically triads. The triads, but not <laughs> yeah. the triads. The Taiwanese triads. Yeah. Um, and he wants us to, uh, If it, obviously Thornton wants to get help from him if he needs it. And of course he's like, well, you need to help me first. And what he wants us to do is, is take out some of his lieutenants who have defected from the mob. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, they're all in this like safe house area, and they're trying to rally up other members of the mob to go against him. And he wants us to kill him. And so, I went ahead and just did that mission, um, which that mission was not very difficult. Um, I just made it a shootout, 
there was light sneaking at the first like two minutes and then I just shot everybody. <laughs> um, and uh, kind of found out it was more than just three lieutenants. Apparently there was a lot of guys there and there was a lot of and Thornton got the distinct feeling that the boss sent him there to die. Kind of deal. Kind of like a suicide mission. Mm. But after that, he comes back after that big fight. Um, I'm mean, like I said, I'm skipping a little bit because we we do have a, a good good amount to cover. Um, but after yeah, that, that, that mission was a lot easier for me once my game stopped freezing. <laughs> yeah. So um, we go back to uh, the boss, tell him the deal's done, and um, he says he'll help us, but he also warns us as well. He warns us of a uh, a very lethal. Um, I guess he's is he a police detective? Uh, kind of like a secret police guy, just secret. you know, it's take the, the garbage out. It's mm-hmm. the it's the Chinese secret police, right? Uh, well, it's the kind of kind yeah, of Taiwanese. he's Taiwanese. Was he Taiwanese? I thought I thought it was the Chinese secret police, and that was yeah, it is the Chinese thing. secret police. Okay, all right. And so that and that was what was making a big stink about it was because why is the Chinese secret police killing people in Taiwan? Um, but yeah, uh, oh man, what, what what was his name? Omen Dang. Uh, Omen. Yeah, Omen Dang. Omen. Yeah, that was it. That's a pretty cool name. Omen Dang. Omen <laughs> uh, He um he is in town, and nobody really knows why he is in town. Well, Thornton has a pretty good idea. Hey, this guy's probably the one coming to assassinate the president. Um, after that mission, there was one more, but I can't remember what it is. Is it the hotel thing? Yeah, the Grand Hotel. Yeah, where you have to get information. Uh, you have to get the information of either the riots that they're planning or the assassination attempt. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, there's a hotel uh, where some of the, uh, the, the president's getting ready to uh, have, make a big speech, a public speaking. And Thornton's pretty certain that's where they're going to try the assassination attempt. Well, luckily he's got some intel saying that there's going to be some informants or some people who know about this attempt uh, at staying at this hotel. Um, and he wants to gather that information so he can decide what are they up to. So uh, we have to go through the hotel. We have to find all the information and stuff like that. This gave me a little bit of trouble because I really didn't want to kill any civilians. And all the security guards were civilians. Yeah. Um, but I eventually, in, in fact, I, I had to restart this multiple times. Uh, because you accidentally killed? No, because because I kept getting alarm triggers. Uh, you wanted to do it very stealthily. I wanted to do it stealthily because if you if you did it stealthily, the escape would have been a lot easier. That's true. And um, uh, th- and this is also the mission where Stephen Heck helps you out. And you have the option of having Stephen just go in there and shoot up guys or no bodies kind of deal. Did you also have Scarlet help you out? I did. Yes. Yeah, she helped. Yeah, you can I did bring... not. She was not in my game very much. Really? No? 
Oh, you, yeah. you, did, you probably didn't mac it to her as much as me and Drew did. Yeah. I totally, I totally, every time I got information to, that I could sell to the black market, I gave it to her and told her to publish it. See, I did too, but I didn't do, I did that for basically every email where I could have done that when I was almost done with the Taipei. Uh, yeah, so that was on. when I did that, and mm. I got all these plus ones, but I think it was too late. Yeah, pretty to much. See what she would have done for me. Yeah, pretty much. Also, I didn't trust her at one point. I met her. Yeah, briefly. we we met her in Taipei because she's been in Taipei the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I met her too. Uh, gave her some information. I withheld some, and she wasn't happy with me. Oh. <laughs> no, I gave it to her. Um. So, um, yeah, I had her. She was distracting a guy while I was trying to um, get some information from his hotel room. And uh, I took out another guy and got the information. There's two pieces of information you get, which is the big choice that you get to make during this mission. Or not during this mission, but during this while you're in Taipei. Um,. In fact, I believe this is the first time you meet Omen Thing, or no? Uh, I think officially it's the first time. He kind of finds you in the subway, right? Yeah. yeah. During your escape. Locks you in a room. Um, so uh, you got Stephen Heck, which I have to mention. I told Stephen not to shoot anybody and kill them. <laughs> and the first thing he does is shoot people. Yes, he does. <laughs> And just like unloading on them, and I'm just like, dude. And but it didn't count against me, I guess. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't. So um, I was fine with that. Uh, but yeah, making our escape. Uh, well, well, there's there's a uh, another information exchange taking place in the subways. This is where we run into Omen Dang. Um, dresses up like. Uh, Every time I saw him with a hat on, it reminded me of a Devil Summoner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really does. Yep. Yeah, the guy from Devil yeah. Summoner. I can't remember what his name is. Um, Rido. Rido, there you go. Versus King Abaddon. Uh, but yeah, he reminded me of that guy. <laughs> and uh, he's, he's, he, you know, he's, he, he, he seems like somebody who would be in a Metal Gear game. Cause he yeah, always... I also kind of thought he looked like he stepped out of a Tekken game at one point. Yeah. When, when he does the slow-mo and his uh, cloak yeah, flies his, off. His cape, yeah. His cape. Always takes his cape off. You have to before battle. Come exactly. On. But I'm just thinking, like, what, what does he do after battle? Like, run and try and find it? Because the wind blows yeah. it away. So, but yeah, he um he shows up, and uh, you get you can talk to him a little bit. There's not much talking involved with him. Um, I pissed him off. Uh, he, he um, I didn't like him for some reason. Um, and so, uh, and then he locks me in the maintenance tunnel and then I easily escape and it's like this big circle. It like, cause I got confused cause I, I went around and I ended up in the same room. I was like, wait, this is the room I was locked in. Why is the front door open now? <laughs> so I was, you know, it, that, that confused me, but yeah, we had to chase after a guy who had, um, the second part of the information and, um, after chasing him and taking out uh, Chinese secret police, um, we're going down actual an actual subway tunnel. And um, did you guys pay Stephen Heck for the uh, the assistance that he gives in the subway? I absolutely did. 
<laughs> and it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Did you, Matt? I don't think so. Yeah, so when when the big firefight starts happening, you get Steven over the over your radio and he's like, I got a special delivery and you need to duck right right now. <laughs> and so he comes by on a train with a fucking minigun. <laughs> no, just, I did not see that. And just mows everybody down. Yeah. I'm talking, I didn't even have to fire a bullet. <laughs> and he's like, there you go. And like, while this is going on, I thought it was hilarious. I laughed my ass off because I'm sitting there behind cover and he's machine gunning everybody. <laughs> and Thornton goes, Jesus Christ, heck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it fits his personality very well for that yeah. crazy person there. And so after that, then I mean, it made it a cakewalk. I just had to shoot a couple of guys, run down the tunnel, chase after this guy who had the information in a briefcase. Um, and uh, there's a train coming, and you have to get out of the way really quickly and grab the information. Luckily, I grabbed it, and he got ran over by the train. That's the end of the mission. <laughs> Did you guys choose to go with the, the information on the assassination or the riot? I went with the I, riot. I did the assassination because I thought if he got assassinated, there'd be riots anyways. I went with the assassination too. So I'm curious what you was going to say about the later mission. All right, go ahead. But yeah, um, but after we get all that information, uh, we're back at the safe house. And um, this is where we get the, the big decision, actually, uh, is because uh, Mina is going through the data. Uh, and the data starts getting corrupted, or the, the yeah. it, it, and you have a choice. You said I can either there's two there's two uh, plots there are two two plans going on. One is to start riots during the um, during the conference, or one is to assassinate the president. Which one you want to save? And so I saved the uh, the ones to stop the riots. And so then we go meet the president. He agrees to meet us. And I try to convince him, dude, somebody's out here. They're going to try and kill you with this speech. And he's like, show me the evidence. Well, I don't have it. It got deleted. He was not real receptive. No, he wasn't. Um, and so they, um, they you know, unfortunately, like it at the end of that mission where they give you the little briefing at the end, it was like you, Thornton tried to convince him, uh, but... Uh, he didn't have the evidence to show that his life was in danger, so he's not going to wear body armor or some shit like that. Uh, oh, see, he did in mine. Yeah, see, he he, he if, because you don't have the evidence showing that somebody's going to try and take him out, he doesn't wear the body armor. Um, mm-hmm. But he adds more guards in the crowd uh, because you do have evidence showing that they're going to try and start a riot. So um, after that, uh, begins the actual mission uh, the night that uh, he's going to have his speech. And, um, I mean, it's, it's pretty much straightforward. You, you have to make it to where the sniper will probably be and then um, and try and take him out. Uh, you know, but there's a lot in between there. I mean, you have to go through like these these gardens and stuff like that. And uh, Stephen Heck offers support by I can just pull out a machine gun and start shooting without anybody hearing it because he's shooting fireworks off and everybody thinks they're fireworks. Yeah, there, there's a number of things. Uh, I didn't get any help from Heck. He, like I said, like like I said, he was not a fan of mine. 
in that mission, like I also had the help from G twenty two. Yes. Yes. I also too. had the help from the Chinese, well, the Taiwanese triad, and also Stephen Hex. It was I had to do very little in that mission to be successful. <laughs> I had. It was, it was nice. I didn't get the. Uh, yeah, I did get the mafia. I did have the triads helping me. I forgot about that. They didn't help me much. Yeah, they didn't do a lot. Yeah, they were there for like one fight, and then they said, "You go ahead." And I'm like, "Well, there's a lot more guys up here." Yeah. You know, but um, I did have G22 helping me too, Albatross. Mm-hmm. Then after that, we we finally get to the boss fight. The boss fight is obviously Omen Dang, and where we we see that he, I we don't really see him trying to shoot the president. He just happens to be there on that suspicious yeah. balcony. Yeah, exactly. He has right around the time of the speech. Yeah, the perfect vantage point, and um, so begins the fight with him. Didn't have too much of a problem here. He can go invisible, but um, luckily I watched him, and I had that ability with the assault rifles where uh, it automatically targets the the person even yeah. though they're invisible, and so that helped me out. I died probably like twice. See, I had that ability, but I didn't use it that much. I used the one that makes me invulnerable for a short time. It gives me more life and I think does more damage with my melees. Wow, I so, never even got that ability. That's yeah, the martial arts out. one? Yeah, I think it was a martial arts one. Cool. And uh, so basically I would just shoot him with my assault rifle until he got near me and then I would activate that so that his he would do less damage to me and I would do more damage to him in the hand-to-hand portion of the combat. Gotcha. That might have come in handy because he did like to bum-rush me. Yeah. Big time. All the way down this, like, I don't know, must have been 50 yards long. Yeah. That hallway. And he just runs at you from all the way on the other end. I'm kind of glad he did because that gave me plenty of time to machine gun his face. Yeah. (laughs) It's a lot of assault rifle bullets on that trip (laughs) down. Yes, he did. But anyway, after defeating him, um... He falls over, and we have he, he's he's spouting off this shit of like you're too late kind of thing. Um, yeah, you, you won't be able to get to him now. Yeah, and uh, you have an option of either getting the dossier. I don't know what the dossier of, or executing him. And I shot him in the face. Oh damn! Oh. Wow, full blooded. Mm-hmm. Shot him in the face. No. What problem. was your reasoning behind the shooting? Uh. I really didn't like the guy to begin okay. with, and I was like, even with the sweet cape, even with the sweet cape, <laughs> I yeah, I took a cape from him. So you, so you currently or you then believe that Omen Deng was asked to assassinate Song? No, I thought I, I figured he was, but yeah, you know he that was... he wasn't, right? I mean, at at that time, no. Oh, okay. Because when I shot him dead, the shot rang off from a sniper rifle, and the president fell over dead. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, well, shit. And then Michael's like, there was a second shooter. Oh, good. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that ends it. That ends the uh, yeah. Taipei. And so Taipei, the, what happened with me was the president got shot. 
he died. Um, luckily, there were no riots because uh, the, um, the he had upped the security force in the crowd. So nobody else died except for him. Yeah, my president lived, but uh, then they were like, well, wh- what good was that? Because now there's riots everywhere, and you may have caused more harm than you helped by saving him. Right. Yeah, it's kind of in the gray. There's no right particular answer in that scenario. It's just, yeah. you know, they're just choices, and you just have to live with it. But our, I think me and Matt were thinking more in the lines of uh, if, if it makes the country itself become too destabilized, then you'll have a lot more damage than just a couple of riots here and there. Right. So that was yeah. my motive or idea for trying to save Song. And in the end of the things, it works out slightly better, but it, it depends on your perspective, honestly. Yeah, I thought I thought that the riots would end up springing up anyways as a direct result of his assassination. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, but apparently that's what happened with me. All right. After that, going back to the... Um, Going back to the safe house, we find out that um, on the news, um, they basically said Omen Dang was the one who was the assassin, uh, and he killed himself after assassinating him. Um, what, what did he? What, what, so, if you guys, so did you guys spare him? Yes. Yeah. And what did he do? Run off? No, basically, like you have a little conversation where you both thought that the other person was there to assassinate the president. And as you're discussing the fact that what well, neither one of us were, were the assassin, then he gets shot. Uh, it turned out that Omen Deng was actually kind of like a surrogate son for Song. So he kind of raised him, and then he planted Omen Deng in the Chinese secret police. Oh, kind of like in the... order to infiltrate the, the Chinese government from the inside out. <laughs> so it was preposterous uh, after reading his dossier that he would be trying to kill Song to begin with. So you kind of had a hint of an idea that there is something fishy going on here. And then Omen Deng's been getting information that Michael Dorden has infiltrated into uh, Taiwan or Taipei yeah. in order to you know, kill Song. That's why he was being very protective and stuff like that. Right. So, yeah, so you, they kind of played you, basically, into becoming the catalyst to frame Omen Deng for their crimes in this particular instance. Nice. Good job, Drew. Good job. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well. So, yeah. <laughs> That's what happened there. Um, let's see here. Uh, going back to the safe house, we um, we kind of gather enough information to where we have enough on how Beck... <laughs> I still... How to... Um, to where we could possibly link them to both Alpha Protocol and um, to uh, uh, to all this horrible things that's been going on. Um, Mina. Uh, she, not she, Ming? Not Ming. <laughs> uh, Mina. We, we finally get to see her in the flesh again um, when we go back to the safe house. We, we leave Taipei. We go back to the safe house in the United States. And um, she comes uh, as uh, support for the rest of, of the, I guess, getting prepared to take down Alpha Protocol. Mm-hmm. And Halbeck. Um, I banged her. I don't know if anybody else did. Of course. 
Yeah. <laughs> you gotta you gotta pull off the hat trick. <laughs> um. So yeah, uh, we we had sex. Um. <laughs> but then comes the. And then I told her stay. Sit. Yeah. Don't yeah. come with me. Yeah, I told her that too. Yeah. Um. Which is all in vain. But um. No, oh, we'll get to that in a minute. So uh, we come to the point where we're getting ready to prepare for the the final mission. It's kind of like doing everybody's loyalty missions in Mass Effect. Yeah. And so at this point, everybody – I have everybody name them off. But at this point, I had Albatross and G-22 on my side. I had Awesomeod and I don't know what the guy's name was who ran the thing. Shahid. Shahid. Guy with sunglasses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I had him on my side. Kinda. I had him on my side. Um, I had uh, Scarlet on my side. And I had... Was there one more? No. That was all I had. Yeah. Uh, Matt, who did you have? Uh, I had... Albatross really liked me. Shahid liked me, but... Like I said, I had barely spoken to Scarlet Lake, so she was sort of in the gray area. Okay. She didn't dislike me, but you know, she wasn't gonna give me her firstborn. Could you could you go to meet her? Yeah, I did I did go to meet her. Okay. To give her the like the safety net basically. I gotcha. Did you did you also give her the monster? No. Okay, I did. <laughs> I, I, I I I banged every woman in this case. She wasn't having it. After I, after I every, waited. every drill, I'm gonna, I'm gonna question that come, uh, come a little bit later. But alright. sis. Oh no! Did I miss out on a trophy? You missed out on one, but it's not the one you're thinking of. Oh, it's not sis. No, she's too young, man. Yeah, she's like weird. twenty. I think she's like seventeen or eighteen, isn't she? It said nineteen or twenty. She's she's too old for well she's too young for you. Damn, I'm trying to imagine what other woman I met. Well, you might not think of her as a woman, but she is still a woman. Oh, fucking see. Yes. Shit. <laughs> I'll tell you how that goes down later. Cause she was the only person in my game less than Scarlet Lake. Yeah. Well, you guys I missed out did on some not parts. see her or talk to her in any significant way beyond the very first time we met. This is true for me too. I oh, you guys missed out on some good stuff. Never chose her to be my handler or anything, and she never popped up. So yeah, I have no I'll idea all about it soon. But all right, moving on. So uh, who did you have on your team? Everybody. Everybody. Except uh, when you went, when I went to meet uh, Shahid, he's like, "Dude, come on, America's evil. Betray your country. Come on, let's do it." <laughs> I'm like, "Nah, I'm, I'm cool. Just give me the data. We're we're okay." Yeah, that's what I did too. I was tempted to execute him right then and there, because he is still, you know, a terrorist that kills innocent people. Yeah. But at that point, I didn't, I didn't really feel like killing him, so I just let him live for now. <laughs> I, uh, I did too. I let him live, and I, I, I did not betray my country. What about you, Matt? Are you a traitor? Same. No. Okay. okay. <laughs> um. So. Uh, I'm but... the American badass in this game. All right. <laughs> I represent America. So I did that. I did. Um. I had. Um. I had Mina stay. I uh, had Scarlet. I gave Scarlet the information. 
and um, I chose to have G22 and Albatross as my handler for the mission. Yep, me too. Pretty good choice. I thought that they were the best equipped, and I had the best reputation with him. Yeah. So it wasn't really much of a decision. Mm. I um I had the choice of even either having Z, Albatross, or Stephen Heck as my handler. Um, and even though I was best friends with Stephen Heck, for some reason, I had the feeling that he would betray me. Stephen Heck? Yeah. He doesn't seem to be the betraying type, does he? I don't think he is, but I think if you waved enough money in front of him, mm, he, he would he would totally do it. Yeah, I don't know if I trust the type of someone who gets off on torturing people. That's true. Um. Mm. But yeah, and it even gave me the option of doing Z. I was like, come on, that's fucking stupid. I haven't even talked to this woman in like five years. So <laughs> so I chose Albatross, which he was trusting of me. I think it was like rank nine, which was like one step below friendship. Yeah, that's pretty good. Let's trust it. I, I chose Z for this one for a very specific moment. That okay. is hilarious. But yeah. there's um, But there was one other thing I do have to mention was... um. Uh, and one one thing that we totally forgot to mention during Taipei was when we ran into G22. Oh, yes. The warehouse. Uh, where we were bugging the warehouse to get information. And I put six bugs and uh, Albatross, after I escaped, because G22 was there, um, Alba- oh, yeah. Albatross asked me, he was like, how many bugs you put in there? And for some reason, I said, I don't want to give him all my information. I told him I only got five in there. They removed five of them, and I still had that one bug in there. (laughs) And he he trusted me. You never never found out? No. (laughs) Never found out. But, uh, yeah, that was – either way, that that mission just led to yet another mission. So, but – so yeah, uh, we go back to the, the the main mission. So I've got Albatross as my handler. Um, Matt, you have Albatross, and Jay, you have Z. Mm-hmm. And so we go to we basically just turn ourselves in. It's the easiest way in. Yep. Let, let them take you in. Let them take you in. And we. And meet that's up. basically where we are, right? When we're t- talking to Leland in the room, that's where the game uh, starts off and kind of you know ends. Yeah. Just cutting back to, yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Darcy takes us in. We sit down in the interrogation room with Leland. And that's what we've been doing this entire time. Uh, and uh, during these things, they basically recap everything that you've done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the big thing that, that, that kept popping up was the fact that I shot civilians or <laughs> American soldiers in Moscow. Yeah, they didn't like that. No. With me either. They did not like that. And uh, at this point, I knew that this was kind of the end game, and I kind of knew that Leland was probably going to die by my hands. Okay. So I didn't care how he felt. So I just I pissed him off royally. In fact, I pissed him off so much that when it gave me the option to punch him in the face, I did. <laughs> Satisfying, wasn't it? Yes, it was. And then that was the end of the conversation, which I have to mention the conversation was Leland gave you the option of basically join us, become an agent for us, kind of like how Marburg is, Mm -hmm. and we can give you your life back. 
And I politely declined with a knuckle sandwich. <laughs> and then they take me off to execute me. And I run into Marburg, actually. Marburg's, Marburg's your, there. Your favorite person in the world. Oh, yeah. Um, and he even, he, he does, I guess this is like the final come with us kind of option. And I told him to fuck off. And that's the last I ever saw of Marburg. Oh? You didn't, oh, uh, I see. You, you must have taken the different path after that part. Okay. That's the last I ever saw of him. Never saw him in the final battle. You, you did something in you did some things in very specific ways to avoid fighting Marburg because normally if you're down that path you would have to fight him. Right. Hmm. Interesting. See, so see, he's still out there somewhere. But anyway, and, uh, hold up, Matt. You also chose to punch him in the face. Yep. Okay. I chose to join them. Oh snap! And I'll tell you why later. Okay. <laughs> so. Uh, they take us off to execute. So what happens with you if you say, I'm going to join them? Well, basically, you're at Alpha Protocol, and all connections between Alpha Protocol and Hellback must be erased. That means uh, all the all the data and stuff like that. Basically, everything you're trying to stop from happening, I'm supposed to cause. And the Alpha, Alpha Protocol agents are the ones standing uh, in my path, and then the final battle will be against uh, Westridge. Interesting. Yeah, the the black guy. Yeah, I don't think I would have wanted to kill him. Uh, well, he it's not like he's really innocent in all of this either. But right. uh, sure. I mean, you don't you know you can always choose to spare him too. That's an option. But either way, I'll tell you why I did it and how it ended up for me. But go ahead. Um. Yeah. Uh. I get uh strapped into a uh, medical chair. They mm-hmm. are they're getting ready to do lethal injection. Um, and uh, Sis comes out of nowhere and uh, unties me and then runs off. She didn't give you uh, one of her revolvers? Nope. Uh, she nope. didn't like you enough? Nope. Okay. Um, and then, um, yeah, she runs off, and uh, we, we, we begin our escape. The, uh, the, first, the first thing, first order of business uh, would be to... Uh, Contact with Albatross because you have to, you have to, you have to establish some kind of contact with him, uh, and you basically just have to go to this point and you start contact with him again. I don't know why. Oh, oh wait, before you go any further, uh, so you guys both have sisters to get rescue you from the table, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. If you have Z as your handler for that part, um, she comes in, she starts talking about this and that, and she, you know, she's very suggestive in everything she says. And then if she likes you enough, she'll basically mount you while you're tied to the chair and take advantage of you. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Before she you can, lets you, you out. Can, yeah, you can say no, and she'll back up, but it's, yeah, you can you can just choose to kind of take it, I guess. But that's the last romantic, rela- well, if you can call that romantic, romantic relationship you could have with the, one of the, the many ladies of Alpha Protocol. Yeah, I totally, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Well, I didn't get that, and sis didn't mount me. Nope. So, but she did help me shoot some dudes. Always nice. Um, so, I can't remember what happens first. Either we go after 
Well, we have two options. Uh, one is we, when we get all our stuff back and we, uh, we're going through some corridors, we're running into a uh, big computer system with a big monitor, and the old guy. Ellen Parker. Parker. He shows up on the monitor. And this is where you can try to convince him to help you. Yes. Yeah, I tried to make him see the error of his ways. But... Yeah. And uh, it didn't work. Ah. He um, he basically just ordered them to come in and try and kill you. Uh, then you run off down to where he is because he's trying to destroy all data of Alpha Protocol. You guys didn't tell him about a particularly incriminating piece of information that happened in between uh, in Rome? I didn't tell him that his granddaughter was killed. Okay. <laughs> I did look that up. Okay. Uh, eventually, after I beat the game. Um. Yeah. So, uh, Madison St. James is the granddaughter of Parker. And if you would have told him that Marburg killed her, uh, not only would he try to save the data, he would also try to kill Marburg. Yep. And wound him badly, but unfortunately, Marburg would get the better of him and kill him anyway. Hmm. Um. But instead, what happened with me is he tried to delete all the data, and I rushed in there and machine-gunned him in the face <laughs> and said, say hey to your granddaughter for me. <laughs> <laughs> You're a bad person, Drew. I know. it. That was one of the weirdest killings in the game, though, because he was so unarmed, yeah, so yeah. Like, physically weak. Yeah, he had like a – seriously, it only took like one burst from the assault rifle. Yeah. And that, that was it. They had like that little pistol. You missed out on your final confrontation with Marburg, Drew. I know. On you. <laughs> I, I messed it up. I really wanted to kill that guy too. <laughs> uh, but yeah, after saving the data or saving as much as I could of it, which I have to say, this part right here was like insanely difficult due to the fact that I have turrets shooting at me, dudes coming nonstop, and then me trying to hack into a system and then run back and then open the door to get to Parker. I died a lot of times right there. <laughs> uh, but I did eventually get him and uh, got the information. And then we find out uh, Mina has been kidnapped. In fact, she was kidnapped rather quickly whenever you told her to stay in the hotel room. <laughs> Maybe uh, she shouldn't have stayed there. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, so, uh, they're, she's being held captive. So Leland basically gives everybody the option to either come after me or go after Mina. And it, for some reason, this option didn't really change much for me because I chose to go after Mina. Mm -hmm. And I still got to go after Leland. So I don't yeah, it's just basically you're saying, do you want to just let her die or do you want to save her? Ah, okay. Yeah, well, yeah. I see. I didn't know if there was going to be consequences to both actions, but it it didn't really matter. I went after Mina, mm -hmm. which there is actually consequences to those actions. Now that I think about it, um, but I went for Mina, saved her, uh, and she's you know she said that she'd help me out. She's following, uh, clearing out guys the other way. Um. Then oh, wait, we, did uh, either of you meet Scarlet here before? Scarlet Lake? Yeah, didn't, didn't you guys meet her in a room? No. 
No. Oh, okay. What about you, Matt? Wait, in which room? Just, just like uh, in like a side room that you didn't have to go into. She's just kind of sitting there after talking with somebody or getting interrogated from Leland or something. Uh, I don't think so. I only saw oh, you guys, her. Like you guys missed uh, missed meeting her there. Okay, I see. That's gonna take some interesting turns. All right, go ahead. Um, after that, I uh, had to fight Darcy. <laughs> that was an annoying fight. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> he throws three grenades at a time at you. Yeah. And everything explodes around you. Yeah. So basically, I just rushed to the sniper rifle and then shot him a bunch of times before I died. Um, and I killed him. He he was a little bit of a bitch. Yep. Especially for a guy who was supposed to be like your buddy buddy at the beginning. Turned out to be like, I'm going to kill you. Ah, and that was it. Yeah, so, it was. He wasn't a big deal. At all. No, no, he went he went down like you know pretty rather easily after you know you figured out what to do, and he, I don't know, like his character, just kind of just went out, you know. When I thought it was going to be, I thought he was going to be kind of like a rival. Oh, These characters oh. aren't particularly deep. It's, most of them aren't. No. Uh, Marburg is more of your rival than uh, yeah. Darcy yeah. ever was. Darcy was just kind of a a disgruntled coworker. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I took out Darcy. Um, then moved on to the most annoying fucking part of this entire fucking game. The fucking fight with a helicopter. <laughs> you have to Obligatory sh- fight with a helicopter. In yeah. There's, there's a fucking helicopter fight that shoots missiles at you. You get hit by those missiles twice, you're dead. And there's guys running around. You have to shoot it with a rocket launcher. Uh, excuse me. You have to shoot it with five different rocket launchers. Uh, and it still didn't die. I still had to shoot it with my machine gun a few times. Yeah, same here. Uh, and um, the first time I did it, the fucking helicopter exploded and it hit me and I died. <laughs> Are you serious? I swear to God. Uh, after, after, I didn't even know that was possible. Yeah, yeah after about... Sure. After about six tries of dying, I finally kill it, and it fucking falls on me and kills me. Uh, hero helicopter. Yeah. Right. Kamikaze. And so... Yeah, I, I don't think I died there. Oh, I totally died there a bunch of times. It was so... I don't so think I died in this whole finale, this whole last section. I don't think I died. Oh. Rambo over here. I know. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, I died multiple, multiple times. And I finally found out you can actually fast forward the cutscenes. I didn't know you could do that. Hmm, I didn't either. Yeah. Uh, so R1. Hold down R1 and it literally just plays and fast forward. <laughs> um, yeah, after that, after the helicopter fight, it's time to take on Leland or whoever, depending on what, Ridge, what... Yeah. Yeah, or Westridge, whatever, whichever one you went with. Um... Did, does West, Westridge carry a rocket launcher as well? He has a chain gun turret. It's more annoying. Oh, wow. Yeah, I died a few, uh, a t- a few times here. In fact, I cheesed this boss. Did you? Yeah. Uh, I, I got be- up under, so you, like he was on, like in this like a control room that you could run up under. I ran up under it so he couldn't shoot me with a rocket launcher. I shot all the guys that were on the ground floor. And then I moved out ever so slightly to where I could just see, like, two pixels of his head. <laughs> and I machine gunned those two pixels until he died. <laughs> That's pretty smart. 
Yep. <laughs> nice. That's called that's called demon soul in it. <laughs> I demon sold it. <laughs> fire fire those arrows through this fog. Hell <laughs> yeah, because I can't take two man eaters at one time. That's insane. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, crazy. <laughs> So yeah, that's what I did, and um, begins the ending cutscene. <clears throat> At this, did you did you did you kill him afterwards or? Uh, no. Okay. I, I did the Batman thing where he, you're gonna spend the rest of your life in a bad cell. <laughs> so uh, um, I I told him multiple times. I beat him a bunch of times. I punched him a bunch of times. And, um, you know, he, he th- there was the, the option of execute or spare. And I had already done it twice, and it popped up yet again. Yeah. And I was like, does it, the spare mean you're just going to let him run away? Because that's what I was thinking. I was like, if, this, if it means he's just going to run away, then no, I don't want that. If it means I'm going to have him arrested, yes, I want that. And so it was kind of ambiguous, but I still spared, right. I still spared him. Yeah. And after sparing him the third time, Michael Thornton gets shot in the fucking back. By who? By Scarlet Lake. <sighs> Sniper fucking wolf. Wait, you yep. got shot in the back by Scarlet Lake? Yes. Huh. Did you not? I did not. I tried to convince her not to kill me, and then she just shot Leland. Well... Uh, she she didn't shoot you at all? No. Okay. She shot me in the back. I fell over. and then she. Oh, did. yeah. She, yeah, I think she did shoot me, yeah. actually. And then she walks up, and then we have the conversation. Yeah. Uh, I convinced her not to kill Leland, but I convinced her to not kill me until Leland shows some fucking money. <laughs> and uh, that didn't happen. Then I had the option, because I saved Mina... Because Mina was behind him, and I saw her sneaking up. And then I gave the option to either have Mina shoot Scarlet in the back or wait. And I did the whole nod to Mina, and Mina shot her ass dead. <laughs> well, she did shoot in the back first, so. Yeah. 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 That's what happens. Besides, the, I can if only you have actually, If you actually saw her in the compound... And talk to her, you could have joined forces with her. And she would have come clean about being the sniper. And then you could have her back you up. And you would not have gone through that whole thing. Well, see, I, I had... I well, she, she, she Thornton found out figured it out himself after, oh, yeah. after being shot by her. He's like, you were the other sniper. Now it all makes sense. Mm-hmm. So. But yeah, Mina shot her. Killed her. Uh, Leland. I kicked him. Very very hard, and knocked him <laughs> knocked him out, and then we left. Me and Mina. Uh, but then the place exploded too, and I'm thinking, well, did Leland get out? See, Leland got shot by Scarlet in my game. Okay, so yeah, uh, right right in the chest. That that didn't happen in my game. I knocked him out. Supposedly, maybe the place didn't explode. Did the place explode? Uh, depending on how you did it, I mean, if you're getting rid of the evidence, it'll totally explode. But okay. otherwise, it won't. But either way, if you spared Leland, he'll be taken into custody. And if you have enough of the evidence, then it determines whether or not he just rots in jail or 
gets away clean. Oh, yeah. We'll find that out in the credits. Uh, before you guys go into that, let me tell you how it ended up with me uh, joining Halbeck, right? Okay. So basically, I do, I go through similar paths, but for different reasons, right? So I, I basically silence uh, Parker and stuff like that and do all that other stuff. And I get to Mina, I can either choose to execute her or I can choose to uh, spare her kind of secretly. My basic premise is that I'm going to, I'm going to, pretend to work with him, and then I'm going to betray him at the end. So I go through the whole thing with Westridge, and uh, I take him out because he he also has been, he's been kind of like the tie between Alpha Protocol and Hellback all along as well. So he hasn't really been a good person either. So, and then Leland, uh, you give Leland the evidence or a disc containing all the stuff that uh, he wants to erase or maybe keep, and then you kind of start, walk, start walking uh, towards the boat and... Uh, you can either choose to accept your fate and become his dog or choose to betray him. And the whole context or whole dialogue of uh, what he said, what Michael Thornton goes something along the lines of, well, Leland, I don't even, I don't really need you anymore. And Leland's like, well, what do you mean by that? Well, during the, during the months that I've been chasing you, trying to uh, figure out what you've been up to, I've made my own connections. I know all these people from Taipei. I know all these people from Rome. Rome. And he basically <laughs> lists every single contact that he has made from the beginning of the game to the end, right? right? And then he says, well, I have all these contacts. I have the resources. I have your resources now. I don't, I don't really need you. I can make my own Halbeck. Yeah. Leland and became then, the middleman to get cut yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, Thornton looks at him, and then uh, Leland's like, well, okay, then what are you going to do? Kill me? And Thornton's like, well, I'll think about it. And Leland's like, but you gave, you already gave me the evidence. And Thornton turns around and says, oh, do, do you mean my mind? And then all of a sudden, uh, Leland realizes that what he put in his pocket wasn't actually a disc filled with information. It was actually a, a remote mine. And he starts searching through his pockets frantically, explodes, goes flat into a wall, and just falls down. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And then Thornton turns around and says, well... I guess I learned a lot and just starts walking towards the boat. So, yeah. <laughs> That's the end of it. The, the, you know, he, did he take Mina with him? Uh, yeah. Well, you know, chose to spare her and stuff like that. So right. you, you can decide to basically, uh, cut through your own path at that point. Right. Make your own, uh, PMC. So that's, that's what I went with. Cause it's the badass way. <laughs> I, uh... You guys should have checked that out on YouTube. It was very dramatic. And, uh... Yeah, I like that. I like the sound of that ending. Yeah, it's pretty good. I um, but yeah, that's um, that's how it ended for me. As far as the credits go, I mean, uh, obviously Michael and Mina go off into the sunset, and they uh, it seems that, that Michael will pretty much be a rogue agent for the rest of his life. But um. I, I gathered enough information to have Leland put down for good. Mm-hmm. Nice. And uh, it's all played out through the cutscenes where it sounds like a television broadcast. Yeah. Yeah. And um, the news is on. And the first thing, my first regret, pops up with the with um, talking about Awesomeod. Yeah. I should have shot that fucker in the head with a yeah, headset. Yeah, I should have. Because <laughs> he he basically is now using weapons against American soldiers and has put demand saying 
he wants every United States force out of any Muslim country. And uh, I was like, yeah, I should have shot that fucker when I had the chance. <laughs> um, other than that, they talked a lot about um, St. James, Madison mm-hmm. St. James, and her funeral, talking about her funeral and stuff like that. Um, and uh, they talked about Taipei and how um, there could possibly be some big turmoil uh, due to the fact that the president is dead and he was killed by a secret Chinese police force. And they're saying that now China and Taiwan are on the brink of war. Yeah, that's not good. No. Yeah. And that's it. Gonna have to hunt you down and find you for uh, Alpha Protocol 2. I know it. Marburg's still out there somewhere. Yep. And so is Westridge. Mm-hmm. In my game. Some uh, some loose ends there. There are some loose right. ends. That surprised me because I, like I was totally sorry. Marburg's got to be in here somewhere. Nope. He apparently just hightailed it out of there. If you actually talked to Scarlet, the one that Leland would have called at the end would have been Marburg. Gotcha. That and also if you uh. If you were to do the Alan Parker thing in a different way, you would have to fight him there, as you know. And so there's a, there's a lot of opportunities you could have fought him, but you kind of missed every single one of them. Yeah, I know. Funny. I know. I just did it completely weird. But yeah, that's Alpha Protocol. Yeah. Did um Matt was was yours sound about the same except for yeah. uh, except for the turmoil in in China and Taiwan? Yeah, pretty much. Well, I mean, there's still riots going on. <laughs> yeah, there's turmoil. <laughs> but yeah, what about you, Jay? Did you get anything different? Uh, nothing, nothing too drastic outside of the whole, uh, you know, the China thing, and also I think I heard some stuff about Stephen Hick, uh, and some some stuff in uh, Moscow about Surkov. Just uh, just a lot of little sound bites about the characters that we met in the past. Yeah, kind of what they uh, what they started doing and stuff like that. It's it's a lot of interesting little tidbits, but nothing too significant outside mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. Well, but yeah, that's pretty pretty damn branching, if you ask me. I think I saw a picture of uh, the the dialogue trees of this game, uh-huh. and the the only. The only word to describe that image was Labyrinthian. It just <laughs> branched off into so many different things that branched off into more and more and things. If they had to put into like a phone book size with all the dialogue in this game, it, it would be like uh, the year 1980 to year 2100 phone book. It's ridiculous. So yeah, so pretty extensive, certainly. I just I find it insane that Obsidian developed this game fully aware that they may be working on a stage or a level or a dialogue option and the player may not even see it. Right. It probably didn't even see the majority of it. Yeah. Mhm. It's um 
it's interesting how they did that. Uh, the only other game I could think of, like I said, was The Witcher 2 that did that. Witcher 2. Yeah. Um, that's nuts. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of frustrations in this game, especially early on. But the storytelling was sound, and the voice acting was relatively decent. Um, I don't... I, graphically... Eh, it kind of holds up. Yeah, it was fine. I mean, it, I would have never saw seen this by today's standard and been like, "Oh wow, this game looks great." But it it, it didn't look so hideous that my eyes were revolting by looking at it. You know, yeah. it was just there, just kind of average, or serviceable. Mm-hmm. It it had its own art style, and the art style worked. Especially during those moments where I guess it's most of the moments where you're they're doing the dialogue. They were yeah. able to display emotion and kind of like what people were thinking through the facial interactions, which yeah. I thought was pretty good for its time. And it still holds up pretty good so far. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's, yeah. I, I, I really don't know what to say. I mean, final thoughts, anybody? I have a quick thing that I didn't get to mention. Uh, I don't know if any of you guys had this problem in in Taipei, though, the hardest part of the whole game for me was one random part where I just had to do a put, like one of the little quick mini games to get into a room uh, where you have to deactivate the you know the, the numbered sections. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this one had ten things that you had to line up. Good lord, no, I didn't know that. And. Up to that point, I think every one I had done had been four to six ish. Yeah. But it it took me probably a good twenty to thirty minutes to get ten. Wow. I just couldn't do it. Like I couldn't physically look at the number and try and even begin to trace it all the way back down to the bottom part ten times in however. Did you have uh, no points in technical proficiency? Nope. Oh, that's I was all, I was toughness and assault rifles. <laughs> okay, that that makes sense. What a couple holy points crap it was that hard? Yeah, ten. I can't tell you how many times I got to eight and nine, but it it, it was probably my thirty or fortieth try before I hit got all ten. Jeez. I'm impressed you even got it, honestly, because I <laughs> I can't imagine sitting down and doing ten of those. Yeah, it was hard. Wow. That that was for me probably the hardest part of the game to get through. I did not have that. I did put some points into that. By the end of it, I was fully leveled up in stealth. And I was like two points away from filling up my pistols all the way. Uh, I finished up my pistol so that lock-on shot was my go-to to to, uh, finishing off people in general. Just walk into a full room of guys, lock-on. Boom, 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 everyone's dead. It it, it did come in handy for me, too. Um, The... uh, the thing is, can you tr- like if you start a new game, can you bring that character over again? Um, not with all the skills, but you have the option of starting a new game as the veteran that we talked about before. Ah, uh, yes. And you start out with a bunch of skill points. Cool. Yeah, and that's that's cool. And also, it'll it'll unlock some uh, dialogue choices that weren't previously there, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yep. Like that's that's even crazy. Yeah. This game is nuts. I've never experienced a game quite like this before. I have a newfound respect for this game. Yeah, I agree. 
For me, the only lasting negative, and this didn't really come out until after I had beaten the game, was just the depth of character. Yeah. Specifically, the fact that I'm meeting people and sleeping with them feels like immediately. Yeah, well, it's the, it's the length like, of the game in, in that aspect. Yeah, and, and going back to Mass Effect 2, like in the... I guess it was the first game, Tali. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. When you, where you never see her face. Yeah. But I, I felt like I knew her. Like at that time, I could have told you her story and what she liked and what she disliked and her personality. And I didn't get really any of that from these characters. Uh, yeah, I, I would like, agree. Oh, the redhead or the blonde? <laughs> you pick? The the mainly because the fact that there was no hub world where you could walk around and talk to these people and interact with them. It was all the only time you had interactions with them was either through email or through a mission. Yeah. So I mean, they yeah, you got off. most of the information that's background from the dossiers, which were just text. You know, even it's, there's no substitute for actually talking to them and actually getting their life story from their mouth. So yeah. So it's, I mean, it's like like I said, it's, it's interesting in multiple ways of how they handled this game. Um, but at the end of it, I was impressed. I, I think yeah. I think this was a solid game that anybody who played the first probably two to three hours of it would probably have hated it. But if you, which is what you did, right? This is what I did, uh, you know, okay. and, and I mean anybody would because they say this game is not good. It controls like crap, which I still think the game controls kind of ass. Yeah. Um, and uh, the shooting's off, but you know that it's an RPG with dice rolls. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- th- there was multiple things that that was done, and it was handled kind of poorly, but the storytelling was superb and i think that the branching past like the the story even the story was compelling but that's not even it it's it's the mere fact that there's so many options and the, the the mere fact that you can if i were to go around and just kill every fucking body like you know if it gave me the option to execute how fucking different would this game be? Yeah. And it's that feeling of being in control and yeah. seeing how things play out and react to your decisions that this game does really nail. Yeah, this was my Michael Thornton. Yeah. You know, it, it, it wasn't anybody else's. And somebody could have a totally different Michael Thornton. You know? Mm-hmm. And you could make your own character. You know, it's it's it lets you role play. You know? And it was they, they did a great job with it. I think it was fantastic, and I think this is a, a highly underrated game. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So, I just you know, any any other final thoughts before we move on? I got an email to read. Um, just just a short thing. When I when this game first came out, I I was reading reviews and stuff like that. Uh, after I finished it, I was like, wow, this is. I mean, it, it wears its flaws on its, on its sleeves for everyone to see right off the bat, and that's the biggest problem with it. But once you delve in, this this is actually a really interesting and ambitious game that actually gets a ton of things right, even more so than any other modern games have uh, ever accomplished. And when I saw the reviews getting like twos and threes out of tens, right? And I was like, did these people actually really play through this game in entirety, or did they play the first three, four hours and decided they didn't want to play it anymore? Yeah. I think a destructor uh, review gave it like two out of ten or something. Yeah. And 
uh, I, I don't know. I, I read it, and I, I think they make some valid points, and then they don't go into anything really in-depth about the things that the game did right. Right. Is it, a, is it a difference of opinion? Did they not get to see the content that I saw? I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't understand people's opinions sometimes uh, in that manner. You never but, know. You never know how people handle reviews. You know, so some people may just put in about eight hours into a game. Some people may complete it. Hell, with a JRPG, like, you know, Hyper Dimension, I'll go ahead and fully admit Hyper Dimension Neptunia Victory, uh, the last one I reviewed, I didn't mm-hmm. fit, I didn't finish that game. There was no way in hell I could. Not with a damn deadline. I put, yeah. I put like 20-something hours into it, and I was like, you know, I don't think much is going to change. As someone who finished that game, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, I, I, I've played video games long enough to know when to gauge, okay, I think I've experienced everything that's going to happen. You know, with a game like, I don't know, like Heavy Rain, you have to beat that game. Yeah. yeah. You know, to in order to experience everything. It's, it's the So it's, it's kind of hard to gauge, but, you know, there there are some games out there that, that kind of got the a bad rap due to the fact that the early parts of it were not good. And I fully admit, Alpha Protocol, the early parts of Alpha Protocol are crap. Yeah, it's just getting used to the gameplay and everything in between. Exactly. And, you know, a lot of people like, oh, that's no excuse. Well, you know what? You missed out on a pretty damn good game because you, you decided to turn it off after two hours. And, you know, my, and I'm glad we did this because I probably never would have played it, like I yeah, said. Just yeah. My expectations were so low. And, you know, there's a lot of other games to play. Oh, yeah. And I'm really glad that we sat down and played through this because I, you know, I would have not experienced it otherwise. So I, I remember um, I game flyed the game, and one of my old roommates was sat there and watched me play a little bit of it. And I could tell he was interested in the whole dialogue thing because he's a big Mass Effect fan. Well, I sent it back to GameFly, and about two weeks later, I saw him playing Off Protocol. He went out and bought the fucking game. <laughs> And I was like, dude, because I, I remember the last thing I did was the Moscow thing where that guy, you had to protect that fucking guy, and it was so annoying. Um, and I told him, I was like, dude, why are you even playing this fucking game? It's a piece of shit. And he's like, I like it. And I'm like, okay. And then, you know, a week or so passed, and he's like, I beat it. And I'm like, yeah, what do you think? He said, that game was really good. And I was like, you're out of your fucking mind. <laughs> <laughs> now you know, Drew. And uh, when I... After the the last recording, the one the or of a, this of the second episode, I went on Facebook and I messaged him. I was like, you know what, I can see why you like off protocol now. <laughs> and he said, told you. <laughs> <laughs> All those years for that, waiting for that told you moment. Oh yeah, three years. So congratulations, Alan. <laughs> you win. Later. That yeah, that's that's off protocol. I am. I was. I'm pleasantly surprised by it and yep. and i'm glad we did it in fact this was one of the more enjoyable games we've done for phoenix down it was a game where it felt like you were in control and if it, it was a game that you know it gave you so many options and and i didn't i didn't even experience all those options you skipped on so many things just because you're a trigger happy drill i know <laughs> i know i missed out on boss fights i missed out on you know, getting information, in-game shit. I missed out on so much shit because I shot two guys without interrogating them first. Mm-hmm. That's what the second playthrough is for. 
yeah, there you go. But anyway, I do want to uh, read uh, an email that we got. Um, it's from our friend Adam over in New Zealand. Um, and Adam, yes, it did uh, come up on iTunes. Uh, for some reason, it wasn't there when, about the, whenever we recorded the last time. But anyway, he sends an email that says, here's the review if it doesn't show in iTunes, which is weird because it is the smoothest running program in the world, especially on Windows, LOL. Uh, have you ever had a game you could not finish, didn't have the system to play it on, or just tried a game because it didn't get good reviews? Well, this is the podcast for you. These guys play games that are sleeper hits, and he put those in quotation marks, um, or games that maybe didn't get great reviews. Then they do it, do an in-depth review of their experience with the game after playing it fresh just days before recording. Best part of the show is that the uh, it is ti- it's timeless. If you don't want to hear about the latest game, just skip it. But please check out the entire show list. I'm sure you'll find a new a few games you would love to hear about. Thanks for the hours of fun and additional pleasure. And for additional pleasure, check out the N4G podcast. Thank you very much, Adam, for that review. Thank you. Um, he also uh, has a pro script here. Also, comment. Uh, to read on the Crash show or at the end of this show. So thanks so much for doing Crash 3. Awesome game. I spent hours and hours of my childhood with this game. It's my Mario or my Zelda, to be honest. Best moments were when my dad would come uh, play the airplane levels with me, and anyone that knows my dad would know this is a very rare and special thing to see. Seeing my dad get as excited as me playing this game made it made me realize the beauty of this game and how easy it is for anyone to play and how its simplicity can bring so much joy. Uh, P.S. Sorry, like Half-Life, there's a silent protagonist. Please play it. Please still play it. Your friend, Adam. A little teaser for next week. There you go. Ne- next episode. Next episode. I, I'll, I'll go ahead and admit we, we are going to take a week off. Um, we're getting into that season where reviews are getting nuts i have three reviews to do and i'm sure i'll get three more by the time you guys hear this freaking podcast so yeah we're going to take a week off but we will be back with crash bandicoot warped or in europe and other places crash bandicoot 3 warped for some reason they left out the three in the united states uh, which will be, like I said in our my little email to you, Matt, this will be our oldest game we have ever done on Phoenix Down. It is our oldest game by 10 days. <laughs> Crash came out on uh, October 10th, while Xenogears came out October 20th of 1998. So there you go. I'm sure one day we'll do a SNES game or something like that. Yeah, and... For the record, I'd be a big fan. The older we go, the happier I would be. <laughs> well, we, we most certainly try that. But anyway, I want to thank everybody out there for listening. Adam, thank you for listening. Thank you for the kind words. Um, Agreed. And if anybody else out there would like to let us know how we're doing, uh, whether it be good or bad, you know, let us know. We love constructive criticism as well. Uh, you can send me an email, drew at ztgd.com. Uh, also check out our reviews there we're dropping a lot of reviews as of late over there at ZTGD 
Uh, we work our butts off to get those reviews out there to you. Check out my Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles review. Uh, it sucks. The review sucks? No, no. The review, <laughs> the, the review is awesome, but the game sucks horribly. Do not buy that game by any circumstances. Um, but yeah, definitely check out our reviews there. Uh, but if you want to follow us on Twitter, we are also on Twitter. I am at DML Fury. Matt is at REMGS. And Jay, I'm going to try this at Batsu J. Batsu Sai J. Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> One day uh, you'll get it. One day. <laughs> Batsu Sai J. There um, but yeah, you can definitely follow us on Twitter. Talk to us there. Uh, you can suggest games to us. Uh, let us know how we're doing. We'd greatly appreciate it. And get your feedback anytime. Uh, please leave us an iTunes review. I will read it on the air, provided that iTunes actually posts the friggin' thing. Um, but that, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, Jay, I do appreciate you coming on and doing uh, Alpha Protocol with us. Yeah, thanks for being our very special guest. Yep. Hey, thanks for uh, taking the dive with me into this trip of bad games that are actually pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> It's um it's always a pleasure to uh to find a surprise in the uh yeah. in, in amidst crap. Indeed it is sometimes. Um but yeah, uh we'll definitely have you on again. Uh I don't know when, but we'll uh we'll definitely have to bring you back on. Maybe we'll uh For sure. Maybe we'll finally do that game you suggested to us. I don't know if you guys can handle that game. I, is it like Xeno Gears? I, it's not it's not as long as Xeno Gears, but it's it's pretty brutal. It's a difficult game. It's um, you're expected to die and start from the beginning of that game. You're expected to. Mm. There's a, there's a very unique system in that game that isn't really in any others. That's one of the things why I mentioned it because nobody really knows that game, and secondly, it's very unique. Right. It, I'll, I'll firstly say it's, it's fantastic. I love it. It's one of my favorite RPGs, uh, underrated RPGs, but it's it's harsh. Charge. I'm not. I'm not sure. I mean, if you guys are feeling adventurous and feel like you can handle the ride, we can, maybe we can go for it. But we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I've never. I, I never knew that there was a Breath of Fire four. Yeah, that's that's how little known it is. Yeah, so. that, but, but yeah. Breath of Fire was a huge series back in the day. It's uh, the RPG series made by Capcom. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I love Breath of Fire three. It's nothing like Breath of Fire three. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a game you liked. It's not like that at all. <laughs> it's. Oh man, I can't. If if I if I start talking about it, I'll go off on a huge tangent. I'm not going to go into it. <laughs> but it's it's very tough. But I recommend basically anyone with an interest of a kind of like a hardcore, very unique RPG, check out a uh, Breath of Fire, Dragon Quarter. It's just fantastic. I love gotcha. it. I added um to the list uh, the um, Shining Force series. Oh yeah, uh, the Sega Genesis ones. Well, uh, technically the the ones on the PS2. Yes. Oh, wait. Oh, those, those are not that the, great. Well, I heard that they're kind of like Diablo. <laughs> um, they they are kind of action RPG-ish, uh-huh. but if you're going to play a PS2 action RPG, you might as well play Dragon Quarter, because that's what that is as well. So. Oh, I gotcha. I mean, we could always do Champions of Norath <laughs> if we wanted to do top-down stuff like that. Is there any way we can tunnel and play together? I, you know. Somehow? I don't know. Um... But yeah, uh, but yeah, that's, that's that's it for us. We will be back. Um, probably it's not going to be next week. Uh, I can already go ahead and say that it will be two weeks from now. But we will be back um, with uh, Crash 
Bandicoot 3 Warped. Uh, but anyway, I appreciate everybody out there listening. Uh, I'm Drew. And I'm Matt. I'm Jay. And we're out of here. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll catch you in two weeks.